So it's Sean and Alex with you on Saturday Music and Sport. Now I'm proud to have an exclusive here and very happy to have him here in the studio. It's so great to see you after a while. Uh, Francis Mutuku, the Secretary General of the National Olympic Committee of Kenya. Uh, thank you so much for joining us at Capital. Thank you too and uh, it's a pleasure to always come to your show to keep your, our listeners our followers, our sports fans updated on Mata Sports and especially Mata's Olympics. All right, let's talk about fencing first of all. Uh, we've been delving into this issue uh, for the last few weeks. Uh, Alexandra Ndolo, the lady who decided to switch nationalities in terms of her sport uh, from Germany to Kenya, uh, she's saying she's not getting cooperation from the Fencing Federation in terms of receiving funding. Uh, well, what's your position as the Olympic Committee? Um, I think what we've done, and I've had a lot of conversations with Alexandria, is an understanding. Understanding of the Kenyan sports environment, Kenyan sports ecosystem. Alexandria comes from a system which is extremely advanced. Uh, talking to her and listening to what she has gone through as a sports person in German is a dream to any Kenyan. Uh, because while uh, competing for German, the federation in German is able to take care of so many aspects of our needs in terms of uh, training, in terms of travel, in terms of competitions. Uh, and therefore, she changed from that almost perfect system to what we'd call our struggling system in Kenya, first even at the federation level, that uh, the Kenya Fencing Federation is one of the, you'd almost say, startup federations at the moment. It's not uh, even within the Kenyan standards one of the federations which has uh, continued to be stable, continued to be strong, continued to have partners, sponsors, and even the structures in place. So you can imagine a top elite athlete like Alexandria being within a system which is growing up, then there are a lot of challenges. Uh, basically in sports uh, in Kenya, uh, financing uh, being one of the critical elements in sports is almost uh, non-existent in Kenya Fencing Federation. If anything, the Federation expected that Alexandria would be able to assist the Federation to come up, assist them to have uh, particular systems, link them up with international partners and international uh, uh, parties to be able to grow it, while Alexandria is looking at the Federation to be able to to give her that particular strength to move forward. So I would say in a summary, is simply somebody being in a different world from the world where she has been and therefore there is expected to be challenges, there is expected to be difficulties and uh, for an athlete who is aiming to go to for Olympics, we understand that the path will not be as smooth as we would have wished it to be. It's a catch-22 situation for you because the issue mainly lies with the federation. Uh, she's saying she's out of pocket and in fact struggling financially uh, with her. What, what can you do as the Olympic Committee? Uh, our commitment has been to support and I think uh, if you look at the first time uh, Alexandra went public uh, on social media on the challenges and you look at our response, uh, we've met our side of the promise to the letter. Uh, the first promise we made to, to Alexandria was to fast track and to request the International Olympic Committee to waive uh, the mandatory three-year waiting period for change of nationality. Uh, having competed for German last year, uh, she needed to have waited for three years before she could uh, participate and compete for us. And we were eager, and we are still eager 
for Alexander to wear the Kenyan colors and fly the Kenyan flag in the Olympics. And therefore, we we had consultations with uh, the International Olympic Committee, and they guided us. And luckily, we had very good uh, collaboration and support. Uh, one with the German Fencing Federation because they wrote a letter of no objection, and secondly, the International Fencing Federation who also gave a waiver. Uh, it was a bit uh, complicated and bureaucratic uh, for at the International Olympic Committee level because that waiver can only be granted by the executive board. But luckily, uh, the people at IOC were able to guide us or now to put our case forward so that the executive committee could uh, fast track the consideration and secondly, give it a, a, a good uh, position, which they did. And by June, we had gotten the waiver from the International Olympic Committee, which means that uh, Alexandria can now compete for Kenya. Uh, pending that, we were not able to apply any scholarship funds we are not able to apply any support even within our own funding model we just uh, requested our executive to give us a leeway to be able to give the the little money we could to support uh, to support Alexandria because we knew then there were two critical competitions the African Championship and the World Championship which was in Italy uh, immediately after after we got the waiver and now she was officially accepted by the International Olympic Committee we put forward a scholarship request which I can now confirm it's gone through uh, by Kenyan standards that's good money uh, probably close to 100,000 per month uh, by European standard, probably that's a drop in the ocean because she needs so much more, but we believe it will be able to assist. Uh, we also, knowing the challenges the Federation has, assisted the Federation a lot in terms of uh, making requests to government. We must say, under the current administration in sports, there is much more money coming in the way of sports people. Uh, a lot of people are going for Olympic qualifications have been funded. A lot of people who require certain uh, support from government have been able to do that. But as you would understand, government is bureaucratic and you have to go through the process. You have to make the application, you have to do a lot of follow-ups, quite a number of follow-ups, and finally the money has to come through. Alexander is not in the country to do that follow-up. An athlete is not supposed to do that follow-up. It is the Federation which can be able to do that. That's probably the level where the Federation must and continues to assist. And therefore, we are trying to have a tripartite meeting between ourselves, the Federation and Alexandria, so that we have a smooth working relationship because despite the lack of financing from the Federation, it is still the Federation in Kenya which has to do a lot of the things. Uh, despite the frustration by Alexandria, she still, has, she still has to work with the Federation because everything around government has to pass through the, the Federation. Uh, secondly, it's also an understanding of the government uh, funding uh, model. Uh, for general information, individual sports in Kenya is a big challenge. And I come from the background of tennis where I've grown up knowing that challenge. Uh, individual sports, to maintain your ranking, it is as simple as you have to go all over to compete so that from one tournament you get one point, another tournament you get five points. So over the four-year period, you have to keep going round and round the world to get rankings. Uh, these events are not in Kenya or they're not in East Africa. It means in the past, it was South Africa and North Africa. Currently, South Africa is not as strong as it used to be, so a lot of individual events where you need to earn ranking points is the North. But the best place to go is Europe and Asia. Uh, in Kenya, you find that 
the sports which are funded by government are continental championships, world championships, and regional championships. Alexandria needs to go to individual competitions. The model within the government does not support that. She's coming from a place where that particular model used to support the individual championship. Clearly, she's at sea in terms of that. She needs somebody to support her for that. And we need her to go to those events, certainly, because for her to maintain the ranking point, which we expect her to do, she has to go accumulating those points. She misses one, the people who are behind her quickly overtake her in terms of points. So that is the big gap between what she needs and uh, what is available. Because we are going towards Olympics, because we feel that Alexandra, not only is she a prospective participant in Olympics, but a prospective podium finisher, uh, we are engaged government to be able to see whether they can open up the funding model for purposes of Olympic preparation so that there's slightly more money which goes to what ordinarily would have been individual event. And when you talk of individual events, it's very easy to, just for our listeners to be able to understand it if they follow the Diamond League. All the Kenyans you see competing in the Diamond League have gone there on their own expense, on their own budget. They're not supported by government. However, when you see the same Kenyans competing in world championship, in the African championship, it is another Kenyan budget. So the ministry's budget is very specific. Individual sports, and you can understand, Sean, why it would be so difficult, because if we are seated here, we had a tennis player, we had a fencer like Alexandria, we had Omanyala who needs to go and run, we have Mark who is coming back to running, who needs money, you have a wrestler, you have a swimmer, all of them need to go to the individual sports. The question would be, who do you fund? So that's a challenge. It means then, back to our systems of federations, back to our system of sponsors, back to our system of partners to be able to grow our industry so that we can be able to support these great athletes who are suffering because of lack of finances. So interesting. When we return, uh, we'll continue to talk about this. And there's the issue of the uniforms. Uh, Nike releasing a new uniform for 2024, the Paris Olympics. Uh, He's in the studio with us, Francis Mutuku, the Secretary General of the National Olympic Committee of Kenya. This is Capital FM. Three hours of fast-paced sporting action, fun and excitement right here on Capital FM. So welcome back. Uh, Sean and Alex with you on Saturday Music and Sport. We're with the Secretary General of the National Olympic Committee of Kenya, Francis Mutuku. Uh, just your final comments. Uh, she does sound very frustrated, Alexandra Ndolo. Uh, well, what's your final word uh, for her? I, I know she's listening to this. Uh, what, what's your final word for her? Our promise remains. Our promise to support, even with the difficult circumstance, even with the challenging environment, our promise remains. One, to be able to provide the scholarship funds like we promised. Number two, to keep intervening and to keep putting a want within the system because she's not in Kenya, where we need to support the federation, where we need to raise the matter with the Ministry of Sports, we'll continue doing that. Uh, as she continues getting the qualification points for Olympics, she becomes part and parcel of the Olympics team. We are very happy right now that uh, within government and right from the top, from the head of state, there's a statement that preparation for Olympics have to start early. That starting early means availing financing in advance. We hope that once that financing is available, then a good part will be able to go towards Alexandria to be able to support her, to be able to assist in the very challenging walk and path, which finally celebrated when she goes to the Olympics. 
All right, let's switch subjects. Uh, it's been in Parliament recently, uh, the issue of uniforms and, you know, athletes representing Kenya, sports personalities uh, representing Kenya. Now, Nike, they're changing uh, the uniform for 2024. There's been a bit of controversy with the current uh, honeycomb uh, design, so to speak. Uh, well, what's the latest regarding uh, the design for the 2024 Olympics uniform? Um, Nike is our partner for the National Olympic Committee. <coughs> Being a partner, it means they provide us the kit for the Olympics, for Commonwealth, African Games, and the youth versions of those uh, youth Commonwealth, like we had earlier this year in Trinidad, uh, Youth Olympics, like will be in Dakar in 2026, and uh, the African Youth Games. Uh, every, every period, every Olympic cycle, they have a new design. Uh, we are among the five top nations who are partners of Nike, US, Japan, Canada, uh, German, uh, among others. So if for those who have closely followed the design of the kit, you'll find those top nations, the design is normally the same apart from the national colors. Uh, that's what happened all the way until 2020. In 2020, Nike decided to have a specific design for Team Kenya. Uh, obviously, that was not a very welcome design for very mo many people, uh, but I believe uh, some have grown to, to love it, others are still at the point where they started, that they do not love it. However, and every athlete will confirm to you, everyone who has traveled with that kit, it is extremely popular outside Kenya. Uh, a lot of our athletes, as late as the ones who went to Trinidad, a lot of other uh, people from other countries were asking them, can they exchange, can they leave them? Uh, it has also done extremely well in the, in the Western market in terms of the replicas. So it had its acceptance within a certain level. Going to 2024, it means then we are going to have a design. Um, because of the confidentiality of the process, uh, we are not able to say how it will be, but we'll be back to having the same designs with, um, with other top nations. It means this time it will not be a specific design for Kenya. It will be a general design for the top five nations, but we'll be back to what Kenyans said. They want the red back. They want the Kenyan red back. We believe the Kenyan red will be back, and we believe the kit will look good. Uh, design is a personal test issue. Uh, so we, some might like it, some will not like it. Again, that's part of how the world operates. That music, food, outfits, everyone has their specific uh, liking. Uh, but we appreciate that um, the kit worn by Kenyans is a representation of our Kenyanness, our Kenyan. Uh, colors and all that so that's something we have to continue guarding and ensuring that to that extent the kid can be able to be representative of kenyans uh just to let people know not to just widen the conversation of kit a little bit more uh the kit is just for those specific events uh if you look at uh, our teams they go to very very many events we were just talking about cycling if you have a cycling event going for a world cycling championship we are national olympic committee is not part of that if we talk of swimming if we talk of rugby every team is going out there what we are trying to start the conversation very closely with the ministry of uh, sports 
and with the support of uh, the national parliament and the senate is to come with a national kit policy a lot of people have wondered why do we always step out in all sorts of colors it's because as a country for close to 60 years we've never developed a national kit policy uh, if we can be able to put that national kit policy it does not talk of the design it talks of the theme and the colors usage it means that for example if a jamaican uh, sports person or an australian sports person in whichever sport stepped into the field you'll be able to say that's a jamaican uh, that's an australian or that's a south african is simply because they have a national kit policy that kit policy enables federations as they go to their individual partnership arrangements to be able to place the policy before the manufacturer's partner and tell them yes you can come up with a design but these are the guiding principles these are the guiding application of our kenyan colors so that at any given time the pride which a lot of us have to come out strongly with especially when we find the kit is not representative of how we feel and who we are that will be able to be sorted then for other areas like federations which do not have uh, any kit arrangements because we are still a growing nation then even as they go to purchase as they go to make orders they can make order with something which can be able to guide them very very interesting uh, there's been a lot of talk about the availability of the kit um, you know it's almost always out of stock Uh, it's one of the most popular kits as you mentioned uh, anything you're doing to address that and also the prices as well uh, it is of course original nike you you know if you go to the nike shop you'll find it probably out of the reach of most kenyans uh, yes and uh, that has been a challenge uh, for us at the national olympic committee the availability of the replica in kenya and our challenges have been on two levels number one is the distribution model uh, number two is the tax regime within kenya uh that the distribution model uh if you look at the number of nike outlets just in africa there are very few compared to very many other places It because for example the the market within kenya or the market in africa is not able to take up uh the items at the value at which they are presented I know a lot of us will say yes we buy these things but uh, if anyone and I know Kenyans are uh, follow very very passionately the English Premier League uh, but if you look at an original uh, replica it goes for quite a bit of money which is beyond an average sports fan uh, and therefore what we've been discussing and continue to discuss with Nike it's on two levels is the distribution that they can be able to get the distributor the distributor who, who serves Africa serves also the Middle East we are trying to engage them to demonstrate to them that there is a there is a market within Kenya which can be able to take it secondly we are also telling them that they need to look at pricing because we know a lot of what people call fake uh, shirts is simply a pricing issue uh, because somebody wants what you have and they cannot afford it at what you paid it for then somebody else can be able to provide something which looks like what you have at a price they can afford so to solve that is just to be able to provide uh, uh, competitively priced uh, items to be able to to be bought by any average Kenyan secondly it's also a continuing engagement with government on the tax Uh, if you look at uh, what is sold by the time it's come to Kenya even if there is an aim to make it competitive then it becomes very very expensive so on those two levels there is active engagement our pride that can be fast tracked so that uh, by the time the new kit is released 
uh, next year in June, then a lot of Kenyans can be able to accommodate. However, while we are waiting for that, the National Olympic Committee is currently working on a fund shot uh, for Paris 2024. So no one is left out. We understand the Kenyan market. We understand the Kenyan needs. We understand the Kenyan test. Uh, while we are getting athletes, what should be progressively uh, extremely advanced kit for which are for their purpose. We are also looking at what would be good for the Kenyan fund, Kenyan followers to be able to wear and feel part and parcel of the team Kenya. Finally, uh, Alex has been in uh, Miramas, uh, which is the base uh, for Team Kenya, head of the Paris Olympics. Uh, everything looks like it's going according to plan. Extremely well. We are very proud that for the first time, we give our athletes an opportunity to go and train in the Olympic country 12 months before the event. As we are speaking, two athletes have already traveled there, uh, Taekwondo, uh, Faith and Julie to be able to train. This year the the objective is two. The first one is to train our athletes to be ready for qualification. Uh, because like we normally say and we've said over and over again, qualification for Olympics starts immediately after the closing ceremony. And we always lose that opportunity for many of our athletes to be able to qualify. That's why at the end of it, you find it's predominantly athletics which have qualified. Because the other sports, like we mentioned earlier with the example of Alexandria, there are a lot of resources which need to be employed to be able to send them to different places. When we send our athletes to Miramas, first, they're able to train on very good quality facilities. Number two, we have the benefit of having additional technical support. And number three, which we lack within Africa, is that within a radius of probably two hours drive, they can be able to have top quality competition, either from clubs, from institutions, or from national teams. Giving our athletes that opportunity gives them a good chance to compete. Do we expect them to qualify because we've done that? Not necessarily because this is a program which needs to be continuous. We are just doing it for a very short period, almost like a trial run. But does it give them a slight edge? It gives them a slight edge. But it should be the standard that we get our athletes within these environments to be able to continue training, to be able to continue competing, to be able to have that exposure. Only then can we be able to talk of expectation of medals beyond athletics. We believe we will do it right if we do it consistently. 2032 Brisbane Olympics can be a different story. Fantastic. We need you back in the studio. There's so much to talk about, but I'll thank so much. Uh, Francis Mutuku, who's the Secretary General of the National Olympic Committee of Kenya. Thank you so much for coming to Capital FM. Always our pleasure. Thanks for always giving us this opportunity to be able to share with Kenyans what we are doing in sports and to also to listen from their feedback what more we can be able to do. This is Saturday Music and Sport. You're tuned to Capital FM. Let's go, baby! Football. Rugby, athletics, swimming, F1, horse racing, cricket. Let's do this now! Just what the doctor ordered for a Saturday afternoon on 98.4 Capital FM. Let's go, baby! This is Saturday Music and Sports. Let's do this now!